So welcome back to the Into Athletics podcast. I'm Spencer Pugh. I'm here with Adrian. What's up? We have a special guest today. Yes, sir. We are with uh, Brayden Meadows. How you doing, Brayden? Man, I'm doing well. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, Ex-soccer player from uh, Salem High School, right? Yes, sir. All right. When did you graduate? 2018. 2018. Awesome. How you doing today, man? Man, I'm okay. Good. I'm good. I'm ready to talk. Cool deal. Cool deal. Um, so today, it kind of interesting. Uh, the reason why I hit you up uh, is because I was reading through, um, somebody posted something about the university's hire of the first sports psychologist at the University of Richmond Mm -hmm. and kind of caught my eye because I know we kind of discussed a little bit about kind of like social um, issues and aspects within like playing sports in high school and then going into college and things like that. So I kind of wanted to bring you in because I know you've, you know, if you played high school sports um, and you were going to play in college, things like that. So we can kind of discuss, you know, what Um, you know, how, how does that, how did it interfere with you and throughout your career and things like that? So I think it'd be pretty cool to have you on, man. Yeah, of course. I appreciate it. I think, uh, before we start though, if you wanted to just give a little bit about your background and what sports you played, things like that. Yeah, man. So I was always a young athlete. I played everything from basketball to baseball to football to soccer. I was really focused on football a lot in middle school and then I transitioned over to soccer. So I've been a soccer athlete predominantly throughout high school and I've been extremely committed to that sport starting around, I'd say, eighth grade. It became my main focus and then I had aspirations to play in college. So I worked as hard as I could and and I got there and I got a deal done. So that's where I kind of have been at and that's where I was at at the time. So that's who I am right now. Post soccer, I would just say that I'm an athlete that likes to stay fit and stay in the gym. So cool, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And um, you were actually on, like I did several programs for yes. you, you know, for about two or three months or yeah. something like that prior to getting ready to to you know venture off into your college career and playing mm-hmm. soccer. Um, can you um, kind of explain kind of what happened? How you know after high school things like that about going? You were going to play for a Lynchburg College, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the summer programming, is that where you want me to start, like with stuff like that? Well, I mean, I guess you can. We don't really want to dive into really about the summer programming, okay. but kind of like as far as um, kind of like how you felt kind of transitioning sort of from like the high school oh, level yeah. Yeah, into like the college level. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we all know you prepared, I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. um, you know, so how, how, how yeah. like mentally things like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, well, you definitely come out of senior year and you're used to being that top dog. You're used to being the leader who knows the ins and outs of this and that and everything. And then you get that spot on the team and you kind of become that freshman that's right back down to the bottom. And how do you prepare for that? Because you're at a higher level now. You need to find a different work rate physically. But I think on the mental side, preparing for a freshman, I think the most difficult thing for me was wondering am I going to be able to perform at the college level as a freshman? Coming in, you can be very, very nervous, especially if you're not guaranteed that spot, if you may not be a top recruit on that team. Are you going to fit into the team? Are you going to be the one who is able to work for playing time as a freshman? And I guess that journey mentally was the most difficult thing for me to grasp, was was I going to fit into the team as a freshman like that? Right. Mm-hmm. And kind of going off that you're talking about the pressure and things like that it kind of sparked up what I was reading earlier today um, you know going back to this um, the University of Richmond just hired their four sports psychologists like I was saying uh, they kind of mentioned about like the mental health issues that affect like a lot of the athletes and 
I guess I'll just spend a little bit of facts they have on here. Mm-hmm. Um, mental health is an issue that affects 33% of all college uh, students. Among this group, 30% of students seek help, but only 10% of college athletes affected by mental health problems seek um uh, seek help so you know that's that's a that's a low number for college athletes you know seeking help or the with whatever they're going through mm-hmm. and things like that um so how did you ever feel at some point like that you had so much pressure but you couldn't ask like for help easily you see what i'm saying yeah yeah because i think that going into college as an athlete it's almost this extreme extra load put on you to grow up very very quickly because everyone else is going to college and they get to adjust in that way but now you're an athlete you're being asked to move from this range of that kind of sloppy high school kid who doesn't have a lot of responsibility and now on top of school and on top of leaving your parents and on top of leaving your old life now you're asked to wake up at 5 a.m. you're asked to be at the next practice you're asked to be at the evening practices everything transforms to such a rigid lifestyle that it can be really really difficult because you think that because you're an athlete everything has to be perfect and you have to have a smile because you're the cool guy on campus and you're not supposed to be weak as an athlete you're supposed to get everything done you're not supposed to have any problems you're supposed to be able to go out into game time and in through the school and through campus and you're supposed to have that smile on your face because you are the student athlete. Right, and that's what they, and I see that a lot, you know, and a lot of kids don't even have to really say that going into my gym and you've been to my gym before, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I'm working with the this, this, the athletes and things um, and that kind of the, what they were saying is exactly what you said, you yeah. know, you don't want to show any side of, you know, signs of weakness um, and things like that. But coming from a coach's perspective, and you know, you know me, Brady, I mean, I'm yeah. pretty real, pretty straightforward, so it's like one of those when you know you're playing those sports, though, so this is just mm-hmm. you realize that when you're going from high school to like a college level, you know you're getting yourself in that position, right? Mm-hmm. So you know you're getting yourself in that. I know I'm gonna have to get up early. I know I'm gonna have to get up and practice. I know I'm gonna have to watch my you know p's and q's and things like yeah. that. So, um, so how how did you how did you go from like how did you prepare yourself like mentally as far as I know what I'm getting myself into. Like, how did you make that decision whether or not to do it? You see what I'm saying? Or whether or not to go move forward or not. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a full commitment kind yeah, of Yeah, like a full yeah. commitment kind of situation. Yeah. So when I was transitioning into the commitment of that I'm going to be a college athlete, I think a huge part of that for me was, was blind consistency. And if I can kind of define that a little bit, it's that now you want to be so successful that you don't have a choice but to stay consistent. So now that you're in that summer transformation, it's time to wake up early every single day. It's time to get the workout in every time that you've scheduled to get the workout in. Mm -hmm. I think that consistency and proving to yourself that you can do it, that there's no if, ands, or buts on the situation that you have to commit to every day getting ready for the college experience because that's what's going to be asked of you as a college athlete. Mm -hmm. So if you can't mimic that before you step into the program, you're already two, three steps behind because it should be coming intrinsically anyways from yourself to do this work. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't have to be asked by anyone else. So I think switching to that mindset from the summer before going into college is a huge game changer between the freshmen who are successful and the freshmen who fail. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's that's awesome feedback. Um, because you know, like I said, you know, some people are 
you know, getting prepared, you know, senior year, things like that that I'm working with right now that are probably going through the same uh, kind of like issues that you that you've went through in the past mm-hmm. as far as like am I going to fully commit to this or not you yeah. know do I want to do this do I want to wake up early in the morning mm-hmm. but at some point I feel like you know you all know it's sometimes what you're getting into not saying that you're not going to go through certain things yeah. does that make sense mm-hmm. not saying that you're going to have other factors that are that are playing whether you know home issues you know relationship issues with you know boyfriends girlfriends whatever mm-hmm. um so you know, in my eyes, you know, as a coach, I'm kind of thinking, you know, y'all know what y'all are getting yourselves into, but sometimes that's not always the case, I'm yeah. guessing. Mm-hmm. Well, know? I think that there's two levels when you're talking about commitment. I feel like there's a surface level, and that's what's easy to tell yourself. That's like, yeah, sure, I'm going to come in, I'm going to be committed, I'm going to do this. But then there's this second level, and it's much deeper you have this talk with yourself and you can say sometimes that, hey, are you fully committed right now? Are you really going to do this? And you have that talk with yourself in that deeper level of who you know you can be, but your upper level is trying to tell you that you've got this, you're committed, you're extremely committed and you've got everything under control but you need to go into that deeper level and you need to ask yourself if you're truly telling yourself the truth or not and if you're going to be committed right so do you think that was kind of from the high demands of the coach your parents or more of like yourself because everybody's going to be different yeah everybody's going to have some sort of or need or, or or want that external factor coming in like come on man you got it you got it so you know Mm -hmm. some people have it and they just kind of put pressure on themselves you see what I'm saying Um, so yeah I think it's very different for some athletes I think that there's a larger majority of athletes that enjoy that that coach pushing them and staying on them 24-7 but there's also that kid who's very intrinsically minded and they're taking it upon themselves to be successful and I think it all depends on the person because for me I'm very driven by my parents and I'm very driven right. by myself right I'm extremely driven by my own commitment and my own success like and by the way I know his parents so they're really mm-hmm. awesome people yeah. so I know they just kind of support everything that you do yeah. you know what I mean and they um, mimic that like yeah. they are who I want to be because their consistency is what I want to become right you know and that's who they are but I can actually remember Back when you first started to train me, you didn't really know me that well. Right. So you treated me as that high school athlete when if I wasn't getting the reps in, you were yelling at me and you were trying to tell me. Now, wait a minute. No one yelled at you. No one yelling at me. (laughs) Let's get that straight on here. I'll take back yelling. (laughs) But the the kind of hype man support, come on, you can do this kind of thing. And I think that we kind of grew in our connection together and you kind of realized that like, that wasn't me. Right. That's not going to push this kid to do his best because what's going to push him right. is kind of the like, sure, you can quit if you want kind of thing. And you move to that with me because you learned who I was as an athlete. And yeah, that's Specify huge. your yeah. coaching towards me because you got the best out of me. Like if I wasn't doing well, you wouldn't really get in my face. You wouldn't try to pump me up like loud music. It was more of like a, okay, you can quit if you want kind of thing. So that's 
me. It's much right. more driven by myself and who I am. So, leads. right. So for you, it was more like internally yourself was, yes. was putting that, yeah. that pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I because mean, so. I feel like some kids who need a lot of extrinsic, like push sometimes you have to ask them, would they be able to do it if they were on their own? You know, mm-hmm. would you be able to do it if you didn't have that coach? So that's where I'm coming from. That's what drives me is that I have to be the only one that's able to push myself if I need other people to push me but that's just who I am I've right. never needed that but there are some kids who absolutely thrive from getting chewed out from getting pumped up right. you know, that was the kind of athlete I was you know, like exactly. I needed somebody on yeah. me I yeah. liked it I had a bigger brother so my mm-hmm. bigger brother pushed yeah. me and I liked it mm-hmm. you know what I mean I was like that pumped me up yeah you, you know? need my, the pre-game hype music exactly kind of pre-game yeah. hype yeah, music with my brother like yeah that. you know yeah. and it is what it is yeah. you know and people are different you know um, but you know I just feel like at some point, though, do you feel that, you know, as a student, you know, student athlete, you know, going from one stage to the next, that that was going to prepare you for almost the everyday life, though? Like, if you think about it, like going and getting up really early, mm-hmm. going to work, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Because um, I feel like that's a lot more stressors in life than it is than going from high school to college to play mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. Do you think at some point, like, that was going to, like, it's going to be okay, I can do this, it's going to be fine, I should just calm down because it's going to prepare me for like everyday life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's why a lot of student athletes get great jobs from the alumni programs because these adults are realizing that when you're a student athlete, there's this next level of commitment of who you are and what kind of person you are, because that shows that if you can specify your lifestyle to the sport, and then if you can manifest that into who you are in your everyday life, mm-hmm. because I'm a big fan of how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. And if a student athlete can get that ingrained into their head and their mind, which it will, obviously, for most of you. Mm-hmm. And if you can push that into your homework, into your discipline in your social life, mm-hmm. into your studying, then... I think that can transform you not only into a great athlete, but into a great person. And I think that that's what collegiate sports can really add to the person's repertoire and who you are. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Did you ever find yourself asking, like going back to what I was reading on today, sort of, um, did you ever find yourself asking for help? Because, you know, the big topic here and the reason I brought you on is because, you know, you know, some of these student athletes are having issues with kind of going out and, and asking for help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, they, they don't, they feel like they can carry all this burden on their shoulders, sort mm-hmm. of like exactly what you were saying just yeah. now, yeah. you know, you felt it like in yourself that I can do this, I need to do this I, and so forth. So did you ever find yourself at some point, whether it be your mom, your dad, a good friend or something seeking for help and you didn't? I don't want to say that I didn't seek help, mm-hmm. but for me personally, but I want to say that you have to find that mentor, especially in the off season and especially when you're struggling. And I, in my personal opinion, I think that you, that the mentor shouldn't be your father and that Mm -hmm. can be direct, but I think it needs to be more of a metaphorical father. I think you need to find that mentor like you were for me when we came together and we started training in the summer, I saw what you were doing, who you were, your habits, and I stuck to that. So I don't think I necessarily came and asked for help directly, mm. but I think that I was following the person that I wanted to be and who I found as not just a coach, but someone who you can be with and who you can learn from. So when I found right. that connection, I think that that was my 
my secondary or tertiary call for help, not necessarily the like, hey, I need somebody to talk to about this and this and this, but I guess somebody who is able to show you the way mm-hmm. and show you how you can be the best version of yourself Love and that. practice that through who they are so that you can mimic somebody. Because like you said, you need an extrinsic factor sometimes for most kids. So finding that mentor that's not your father, but that can act in that way, I think is extremely beneficial. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like sometimes if you don't, I mean, I call it just, you know, vi- you know when you're vibing with somebody, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, yeah. with your coach and athlete and things like that, you're building that relationship. Yes, um, you, know, so, you know, when you do those things, you know, it goes right back to what we discussed in the past a couple of times about the communication. You know, you get a lot from the athlete, get a lot from the coach and things like that. And you can help each other out because um, the last thing you want to do is you don't want these things, in my opinion, as a coach, is you don't want these things to lead to something further, whether that be sort of some sort of like eating disorder for, or, or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, I, that's the last thing we want. Um, so that's kind of like what we brought up. You know, this topic is it, it is what it is today. Um, you know, because I wanted you, you know, you to kind of share your thoughts and things like that of what you've went through. You know, going from one stage to the next, yeah. um, and things like that. Um, so, with that though, um, so you are, like you already said, pressure things like that within yourself. Is that something that's still carried on today, though? Is that something, do you feel like that's something that's still, just because you're done with sports right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know you still train. I know yeah. you're an avid, you yeah. know, mountain biker, and mm-hmm. you run, and you swim, things like that. Um, my, my question is, is, is it something that you still feel in yourself that you have to do the best at or continue to push yourself in those things? Yeah, I think coming back to the best at, I think that can be a place where me personally, the best is compared to me in my best. I think that who I am as a post-athlete, as a person, carrying that into everyday life, the way that I train and who I am is more based off of the longevity of who I want to be Mm -hmm. as a person into my 40s, into my 50s, into my 60s. You know, I want to still be that person who is pushing themselves every day who's pushing themselves to be the best version of themselves even though I'm not an athlete and that I'm able to take those principles of being an athlete and what I've been taught Mm -hmm. and what I was taught to the everyday life aspect I think going back to that everyday life aspect and it's how you do anything as a student athlete right Mm -hmm. is how you do absolutely everything so bridging that student athlete into who you are as a person post-college, post-athletic career is really, really important. And I definitely keep that. I definitely keep that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, um, also reading this thing, we'll kind of go through, did you, did you get offered like any scholarships or anything like that when you were going? So I was a division three athlete. So technically no, because athletic scholarships cannot be offered at the D3 level, but I was offered academic scholarships kind of through that. I don't want to say loophole but through the ability to give scholarships in any way that you possibly can be given a scholarship so yes I was but actually I wasn't found with a lot of interest until late in my senior year so I didn't have a lot of options I didn't have a lot of time to look so scholarships weren't a huge opportunity for me sports wise I just knew that I had to work hard in the classroom to get the academic scholarships to go along with the you know athletic career see and I know they got you know, your counselors and things like that in high school, I just always wondered, you know, these things are, 
you know, they're making a big deal, which I love it. The sports, you know, psychologists at uh, Richmond, and I love the idea. Don't get me wrong. I mean, hopefully one day I can get, you know, uh, a Dr. Turk in here to maybe speak about um, some of those things. I would love that. Uh, but I'm wondering why they don't make it more of, of sort of like a priority in high school, because in reality, it, it starts then. You see what I'm saying? Like um, going through, uh, you know, whether that be anxiety or depression from, you know, sports and things like that. But um, what's your take on that? Do you think like it would have helped you a little bit more as far as if you had the sports psychologist or some sort of other than just a counselor and other than just a coach, um, someone that like that has that I guess high level or credentials to talk to you about going to the next level. I mean, do you think that would have helped you more than than what you what you had? I think it definitely could have helped me. Yeah, because a lot of times when you go to counselors, they're not sports oriented. Right. And when you go through high school coaches, don't get me wrong, high school is a competitive place to be at in the sports field, but at the same time, not everyone is aspiring to be a college athlete. Right. Not everyone is 100% committed. So you don't have the specification of someone to go and talk to who understands and who connects the fact that you're fully committed and that you are having issues and that you are having maybe trust issues in the process and that you may not be completely comfortable with moving to the next level because they're not experienced with that. Right. And high school is a place where everyone needs to have fun and get their playing time you know, and do this and that. And it needs to be very equalized in a sense of there's not a lot of priority based on the mental health of the kids who really want to go the distance because the coaches helped me they were certainly fixated on me and the other athletes that were aspiring to go to college but at the same time they had to look after all of the other athletes that were just doing it for fun so I can definitely see a sports psychologist coming into the school and being able to to talk to me about the relationships between outside of the sport, inside of the sport, and my mental health, I could definitely see that helping a lot. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like if you were talking to the coach, your coach is going to be all like gun ho about it. You yeah. Know? And be like, you yeah. know, real narrow. I wouldn't say narrow minded, but I mean, I would. They're going to be like, yeah, right, and do it. You know, you yeah. you can do this. So yeah. don't don't worry about it, man. It's going to be stressful. It's going to be early mornings. That yeah. just goes along with it. Yeah, but it's a lot that, of the, That's you, the point, though. That's that's kind of like, it's that's it doesn't always have to just go with it. There's more to the component than just kind of getting up early, doing your thing. So that's what, you know, having that extra resource, you know, whether that be a sports psychologist or somebody outside of that circle, I think, I feel like that would help those kids, you know, that would help Mm -hmm. people maybe in your situation, Um, you know, because there's going to be bad situations. There's going to be, you know, really good situations. Some people are going to be able to handle, Mm -hmm. you know, the pressure a little bit better than others, you know, like the kids coming in and they're working, you know, some people are able to, to handle different, you know, even workouts than others, obviously, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's just different stimuli that they can, you know, that's, that's coming into them. Um, So, but yeah, man, um, that was awesome. Um, So you have any, um, Anything, Spence? I think this is like a super interesting topic. I think, I mean, more and more episodes could be talked about. I mean, we didn't even really touch on like how people are different with stress levels and, you know, how some people can take on this pressure easy, you know, and maybe some of them are just blinded by the end goal and like they're, you know, experiencing that physically and they can't really deal with it mentally, but they don't, you know, recognize it. So... But I think it's really cool, and I, I appreciate you stopping by because I think you give a lot of input that, yeah. you know, especially a lot of younger athletes can like listen to and think about themselves, especially on trying to play at the higher level. Yeah. So, right, yeah, because yeah, sometimes they don't get it from 
some somebody mm-hmm. else, and that's yeah. the thing. You know, yeah. they don't get it. They don't have. Um, they might know of someone that's probably went to the next level, mm-hmm. but yeah. they don't have that connection with them to be able to sit down and have a conversation, not their phone number or anything, you know, and, you know, I told, you know, talking about other, you know, episodes, talking to Spencer and other people, the communication and, and, and the relationships I have, it's still, there's going to be other relationships outside of me too, yeah. that they need mm-hmm. to hear this from, yeah. you know, it's yeah, not course. just me, you know, yeah. and, um, I try my best, you know, as a, as a strength coach to be able to put myself in their shoes, be able to read their body language, kind of like what I did for you when you Mm -hmm. came in, you know, I could, you know, tell sometimes that you can really push. I can tell sometimes when you were not Mm -hmm. so much getting ready to push uh, or can push yourself and things like that. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting topic, man. Um, and, And I hope in the hopes that, you know, eventually in the future that, you know, more high schools will kind of be, you know, you know, can see the benefits of maybe even having, you know, a sports psychologist come in and chat with these athletes, you know, yeah. um, I, you know, cause I feel like, you know, it, if it would, you know, a group of 50 kids, if it helps two or three out of the 50, you know, and it's I, work done. Yeah, yeah. It's work done, you know, exactly. and it's the, that, that's the whole point because reality of it is I didn't start reading a lot in articles until now, you yeah. know, until I started mm-hmm. in this profession and I know those kids are probably not reading up on this stuff. They don't know that, no, you know, Richmond just got, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Because you're, yeah. you're a little different. You know, yeah. you do read up and keep up with your with your research and things like that. Yeah, yeah I'm a textbook um, kid. Yeah, you're a textbook yeah. kid, man. Yeah. Not everybody's like that, you yeah. know, so they need that one-on-one person to come and talk to them. Yeah. And I think it will help. I mean, I think if mm-hmm. have high schools and, I mean, heck, even, honestly, even in, in the middle school yeah. aspect about pressure, yeah. you know, I don't think we get to talk to them. Oh, yeah. Middle school sports are crazy because yeah. it's coming back to just – middle school and high school and everything I wish that I did have a sports psychologist there somebody to tell me that like you don't have to be perfect right you're gonna be the young one every once in a while you're gonna be the freshman right coming in so middle school through high school just having that person there on your side I think is what matters that knows what they're talking about that okay. could really be beneficial to right, a lot of right. kids because yeah. that's where it starts I feel like mm-hmm. you know I feel like you, you like you, you don't you want everything to go the way like we kind of talked about this earlier Spencer you want everything to go a certain way and if, if it doesn't mm-hmm. we're not we're not going to know how to react to that situation I yeah. think we talked about something like yeah. that right yeah. I mean we mentioned something like that yeah. to that to that nature and you know like how, how do we deal and how do we handle with those situations mm-hmm. if it doesn't go our way um, cause I definitely didn't have anybody to really talk to about those things, you know, so, you know, about that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting stuff, man. And the sooner, the better, in my opinion, Yeah, I definitely. think the sooner, the better. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, even, you know, the parents out there listening, the coaches out there listening, sometimes I think it'll even help to kind of just sit them down. If you see, you know, you can read body language. If you've been coaching long enough and you're a teacher or you're, you know, obviously a, a you know, a parent, a coach, whatever, mm-hmm. You can read body language on athletes, you know, and, and you don't even necessarily have to be an athlete. You know, you, you can read the body language, sit them down and talk to them to see what's going on um, because you might be that outside resource, yeah. you know, so you might be that one person that can that can help that person, you know, that athlete or student or whatever get through get through those issues. You, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and then imagine having someone who's specifically trained in that with a master's or a doctorate that's right. there by your side. Right. Who doesn't just have that naturally, but is trained 
and taking classes and been educated in that. That would right. be huge. Yeah, starting at an early age. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. man. I think, and, and you know, even having, you know, people come in and talk to you. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're sharing your experience, you know, with us today and any you know, of the people out yeah. there, you know, just to listen, you know, that, you know, and that you might have a couple of people come up and, and talk to you about that, you know, yeah. about stuff, you know, so I think it'll help, you know. Um, what you, Spence? I'm good, man. Good. I think this has been awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You want to close this out? Yes, sir. Well, thanks thanks for stopping by. Man. Yeah, man, I appreciate yeah, the that time. Was awesome. Anytime I can come in and hang out with you guys, I appreciate it. Absolutely. absolutely. How can people follow you? You got Instagram or anything? Oh, how can people follow me? I'm not too big of a social head, but yeah, <laughs> I do have Instagram. You know what? If Adrian wants to post me anywhere, he can put my tag up. I got him. Go. I got, I got yeah. you, man. I got you, man. Yeah. I got you. If you want to send me some followers, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, guys, so much for listening to this episode of the Into Athletics podcast. As always, subscribe. If you want to hear more, uh, leave us a review if you enjoyed and share this with all your friends and family who you think might enjoy it. But that'll do it. Thanks, awesome. guys. Yeah.